What's up, world? It's your boy, Benny Pitts, a.k.a. Lil Daddy, a.k.a. Lil Nasty, a.k.a. Father to the Unborn Child. <laughs> that gets me every time. I'm hoping everybody's safe, sound, home with their loved ones, uh, with their significant others, with their families, with their, I mean, if it's with your side bitch, it's with your kids that you just didn't know you had, now you know now. Something about coronavirus is actually killing a lot of stuff, but it's letting a lot of stuff being known as well. <laughs> it's just, we're in crazy times right now. Um, the best part for me for this is um, I run around, move a lot. Uh, I have ADHD times three. So I'm, uh, I move around a lot, especially for work and everything I do. But actually last week and a half, I've been put. Uh, I think in a creative space is probably uh, the best I've been in a long time. And I've actually had time to sit down and think. Um, I'm creating skits, writing movies. I've I, I actually looked up how to write a script. I'm actually sitting down and putting the pen to the pad. So I'm actually in a weird way enjoying this time. Um, this is episode three of Being Benny. Let you in my world a little bit. Um, man, this is episode three. My last episode was uh, Class Clown. Um, I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of that. The last episode, this episode three will be called ATL's Comedian of the Year. Uh, I've won that in 2016 in Atlanta, ATL's Comedian of the Year. Uh, I will get to that, but I have to rewind a little bit. I think, um, I don't know exactly where I, hmm, I don't know exactly where I ended on the last podcast. I hate listening to myself. That's the weird thing. Um, but I, I do remember touching on, um, uh, the first time I touched the stage was, uh, I think was a 2013 or 2014. And my, my best friend, John, um, uh, came to my show and I guzzled a bunch of beers, <laughs> blue ribbon to be exact. I was drunk. I did a, uh, Chris Rock impression. And if we're going to rewind a little bit, uh, from there, I'm going to tell you, so remember that thought, but I'm going to tell you how I won Atlanta comedies, uh, ATL's Comedian of the Year. So let's rewind a little bit. Uh, I was uh, working at Red Lobster. Um, I'm tired of working at Red Lobster. I've been trying to intern for all these radio stations. Remember, this is I'm rewinding. I didn't start doing comedy yet. I'm trying to get into the uh, radio. I can't because I don't have a GED or high school diploma. So I'm, I'm trying to get in the door, but I can't. So I'm frustrated. I'm working at Red Lobster. It's, it becomes redundant. It becomes one of those jobs. You're like, okay, there's no, there. You're just there. You're just you. Basically, you're either servers live by dollar to dollar, and you know what I'm saying. If you're doing takeout, you get like a little hourly, and do you live on your tips? But it's just like one of those jobs. It's just a dead end job. So you know, I'm 22, roughly. I'm maybe 22, 21, 22. Uh, a little depressed. I don't know where my life is going. My boy Danny is in the Marines all over the country doing great things in the best shape of his life. Uh, my boy John is um, in the Marines in, in the best shape of his life, traveling all over the world. My boy Mike is engaged to be married. Kid Mike is engaged to be married. And here I am, just little Benny, working at Red Lobster on Canlon Road. I'm happy to be out my parents' house, but after a while of partying a little bit and doing a little thing. I'm like, okay, where am I going next in my life? So where I'm at now is I'm trying to figure myself out. Boom. My boy, John calls me out of nowhere. Yo, I got stationed in Atlanta, bro. I'm gonna be in fucking Atlanta. Let's get an apartment together. 
uh, let's do this, man. Let's rock out. And I'm like, oh, shit. Hell yeah, let's do that. So me and my boy, John, I think this is uh, 2013. Uh, we get an apartment together. And I was so stuck in the hood, Candler Road. You know, lifestyle, no no shot to nobody, but some of the people that was out there, that's all they knew. And that's all they'll ever know is just the Candler Road. And I met a lot of amazing souls out there. And I don't want to talk shit about anybody. But I just know for me in my life, I just wanted more. Um, so, boom, fast forward. John calls me and say, yo, I'm getting um, stationed in Atlanta. Me and John get a, the flyest place I ever got. We get a little condo called Seven Pines in Alpharetta. So I did a jump. I went from being in the hood. And if you're from Atlanta, you know that Alpharetta, uh, four, uh, 400 North, is the suburbs. We, we, we jump, man. We jump from the... Um, the hood to the suburbs. So I'm in Seven Pines in the suburbs. We get a little condo, first condo I ever got. I was living like, you know, little hood ass apartments and shit before then. Me and John get an apartment together. We having a good time. We put we get the first time we get this nice ass red couch. I never forget the big red. We just call it big red. We get a uh, a sectional. We get our first smart TV. <laughs> this is how you cut on the TV. You go, hi, TV. <laughs> cut on. And the TV would cut on. So we just wilding right now. Um, it was March. We celebrated our birthdays together. I think we celebrated our 23rd birthdays. We wilding out the whole month. Danny had came down to visit us. We wilding. We having a good time. It's kind of, I'm, I'm like, okay, my life is reopening. It's getting started again. I move out the hood. Uh, I'm in the suburbs. When I say the suburbs, like, we literally went from Candler Road to boom. Me and John is probably the only two young black men in that neighborhood. So, you know, we switched it up a little bit. Long story short, uh, we move in the apartment. We live in. We doing our thing and stuff. Um, me and John. John is in the military. I transferred. And I actually, you know, wanted to start making more money and did, do a, a little career change. I remember my uncle uh, owned a business. My uncle Fred owned a business. Uh, well, he did home health care. And he's like, yo, this is how I make money. Maybe you could jump into this. So me and my brother, uh, me and my brother, Phil, my cousin Spence, to make a long story short, we went and got like a trade at, at some school or whatever. And we became CNAs. Uh, I hated it. I fucking hated it. We cleaned old white people's ass. I hate to say it like that, but that's just what it was. Um we, we worked at nursing homes, assisted livings, hospitals, and agencies, but it's turned out to be a blessing. I'll explain that later on, later on, how it turned out to be one of the biggest blessings of my life and that I'm very uh, grateful for. So I'm a CNA. I got my boy, John. John, if y'all don't know John, John is like 6'4", handsome, look like the rock son. You know what I'm saying? I'm just the little, the little black boy. And John gets all the girls. I'm the, I'm the homeboy. That's the CNA. So I'm just like, oh, shit. Um, crazy thing is, uh, prior to this, I'm happy to not to be home. So uh, I explained to y'all I come from a religious background. So this is 2013. I left home 08, 09. Roughly, I haven't talked to my mom in maybe four or five years. So once you leave home from a religion, they have nothing to do with you. So, uh, boom. My mom calls me out the blue. It's 2013. Uh, me and John is, uh, live. I think we're living a good life. I'm just happy to move out the hood. I'm out of Candler Road. I'm with my best friend, John. Danny had just came and visited us. We just going to like parties and went to Hooters every day for breakfast. We just, you know, we kicking it. 
my mom calls me out the blue. Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. How you doing? Boom, boom, boom. Your sister, Abby. Abby is the sibling right before me. Me and Abby grew up really, really close. Uh, Abby was my manager at Payless Shoe Store. I was a big-ass knucklehead when I was 16, 17 years old. Me and Abby was just two peas in the pot. We was just always really close. She's the sibling right before me. Uh, one of my sisters I love to this day, just... Man, very dear to my heart, man. She was just, we could almost say we was kind of like twins. Abby was just a little more quieter. I spoke my mind. So she was like, uh, your sister Abby is getting married. I know we ain't talking a while. Like, you're invited, but you're not invited. I wouldn't tell the church people, but you can come, blah, blah. So I'm like, fuck it. My sister getting married. I tell John. John like, yo, let's make a fucking road trip out of it. So we go with John. We make a road trip. Boom, I'm at my sister's wedding. It's a fucking shit show because the people in the church didn't know we was coming and all types of bull. So go to the wedding. Uh, after the wedding, whatever, it was like, a, you know, it is what it is. I was happy to see my family. Uh, me and my dad haven't spoke since I left the house. I was like, oh, what up? We gave the little head knot. Pitch pride. It just pits. We just prideful men. Um, boom, after the wedding, um, we have a, a childhood friend named Greg. And um, Greg was going through a divorce at that time. And he was just like, bro, I need a new start. So John and <clears throat> John and me was like, yo, we got this new condo in Alfredo. We in a nice ass neighborhood. You should yo, come sleep on. We got a big ass sectional couch. We just had, we were just so happy to have a sectional. <laughs> Never forget. We was like, you got a big ass sectional couch. Um, boom. We get back. Fast forward a little bit. Greg rides with us to um, Atlanta, Georgia. We kicking it. Greg is trying to find employment. Me and John is working. I'm at, currently working at this uh, assistant living in Dunwoody. Again, being the class clown, I make up. Uh, we're brightening up my day. I used to walk in the assistant living. I used to make all the residents laugh, all the old people laugh. And they actually was like, yo, we're going to put you over activities for the old people. So I used to play bingo with them and card night and scrabble and uh, just all types of things. So I was actually stepping into like my calling and didn't even know it at the time. So Greg was always a cook. He was a DJ. Greg, by far, Greg, a.k.a. DJ Live, is by far the mo one of the most talented people I ever met. And he, I got him a job as kitchen manager. I got him a job as kitchen manager at the... Uh, at the assisted living assisting living and i'll never forget it we were celebrating we were so happy he was making i don't know about this this is like almost 10 years ago so he's about making about 50 60 thousand dollars a year roughly so he's like god damn boo boo i'm gonna use this to invest back into my uh dj career and we we're happy he's he's we get back to the house and he's spinning he's spinning um djing or whatever so we was about to do a liquor run and um jonathan little brother worked at the taco mac up the street and my brother phil worked at the Ta taco mac up the street so we was about to go do a liquor run we was about to celebrate um uh, john had a motorcycle so john had an infinity at the time uh infinity i don't know whatever uh, so he had a nice ass infinity in a motorcycle i had hey what did i have a kia elantra or something a 2001 it was the newest car i've had so we in 2013 i had a uh 2012 something so i'm happy Cause I'm spending my whole check is going to my car note. Damn near my whole check is going to my car note. But I'm just happy I got something new. Uh, that's my first push start too. I always used to lose the key. I'll never forget that. Uh, so boom, 
fast forward, John has the motorcycle because Greg didn't have a car. He let Greg use the motorcycle. Greg, aka DJ Live. And um, Greg used to get on me about being a loser. I always used to procrastinate and I always used to uh, just waste time. I was just a bullshitter and I still better with that now. Um, but Greg used to always tell me, yo, tomorrow's a promise, man. You, you, If you want something, you got to go get it. Um, nothing is handed to you. And he said, just tell me all these different Jews that I use now. But at the time, at 22, 23 years old, I don't know when anyone airing out the other. So, um, boom. Um, yeah, this, this one is a rough one because, uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those crazy times in my life where something like this happened. Um, we go to make a liquor run or whatever. Uh, me, John, John's little brother, uh, John, Luke, I think we was going to pick him up from work. And Greg was like, yo, I'm gonna run up the street and tell your brother, uh, Phil that I got the job and everything's going to be all right. And, you know, we was, we was a little family, man, from the, uh, from where we came from our childhood. Um, <clears throat> on our way making the um, on our way making the liquor run, we picked up John Luke from work and was like, "Yo, Greg is spinning." Greg by far, and I'm not just saying this. Rest in peace, DJ Live. Um, Greg by far is the best DJ I've ever seen in my life, and I'm not just saying it. And that really comes from a sincere place. Um, we pick up Luke, grab the liquor. He, he always drank OE, Old English. He was so weird, but we was drinking Crown Royal. That was our shit back in the day. This was before the apple and all the vanilla and all that. It was just straight Crown Royal. We grabbed the Grant Crown Royal. We grabbed the ginger ale. On our way back, um, we go. We see ambulance and everything around. Uh, Greg was on a motorcycle uh, accident, and when we got there, the motorcycle was split in two different pieces, and um. Greg died on the spot. <clears throat> he died on the spot. Um, the motorcycle was split in two different pieces and he was unconscious. So um, we didn't know how, man. We rushed to the hospital. We didn't know he was. Um, we didn't know he passed away at the time. We didn't know he passed away at the time. Uh, we just didn't know. We were just young kids and we just wanted to see what's going on. We was at the hospital about an hour, and uh, I'll never forget this day. Um, I want to say it was the end of July, August 13th. I can't remember the exact date. Maybe the first week of August, the doctor came out and said, um, just to let you know, um, I got the closest thing to his family. And he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, um, Gregory White has passed away from an accident. We bust out in tears. Um, man. Yeah, that was a that was like a big stem in our lives uh, at the time. A good friend of ours um, passed away on a motorcycle accident, and <clears throat> as crazy as this sounds, that's what helped me start my stand up comedy career. Because the Jews he led and gave me uh, that showed me tomorrow's and promise. I mean, we literally went to the liquor store up the street and I came back and he was on a fatal accident and I don't take life for granted. I don't take anything for granted. I try to live and I was as easy as it sounds cliche, but I literally try to uh, make the best of every day I have because that was, uh, I've never seen um, anything like that. And that's something that stick with me to this day. Um, rest in peace, DJ Live. And um, the Jews, he stuck with me. I'll never forget. He said, if you want that radio shit or whatever you want to do, he said, oh, I think you should get into stand-up. 
that led me to doing stand up comedy. Uh, fast forward a little longer. Uh, we're we're just weird. The, the house is weird. The apartment we're in is weird. Where everybody's in a weird space. I'm in a depression. I'm a fucking CNA. I hate that shit. I'm dating this girl named Sheikah. I'll never forget. Um, man, this this is what done it. I was I would come home every day, and I didn't know how healing stand up comedy really was. I would come home every day, and this was when Kevin Hart was blowing up to be Kevin Hart. And I would watch Kevin Hart. Um, this was before Laugh at My Pain. This was, oh, which, which, which one was this? It wasn't Laugh at My Pain. It was Kevin Hart Seriously Funny. I, would, I literally watched Kevin Hart Seriously Funny every day. Every fucking day. Probably for a month straight. And the girl I was dating at the time was like, oh, he kind of reminds me of you. He's short. He's funny, blah, blah, blah. And this one, Kevin Hart was blowing up. So they used to call me at work, Lil Kevin. So um, I used to watch Kevin Hart. And man, one day the, I, was talk, I was just sitting there and I was just like, damn, I think I could do that. And the girl was like, yeah, I think you could do it too. And then boom, fast forward, um, finally got the guts and the balls where john john talked me into we st- went to uh the basement in buckhead john went with me uh i had a couple of jokes scribbled on a napkin i don't even know if i used it or not and that was the first time i ever did stand up and if, if i don't i think if it wasn't for greg passing away it probably wouldn't give me the drive to really like go out and pursue it anybody that really knows me know i <clears throat> I go out and get what I want. It's not just because Greg always been a go-getter, but I always didn't know I had it the way I had. But Greg and DJ Live is definitely one of the best influence I ever had. Um, This story is actually a lot longer than what I thought. So I'm going to do this. Um, uh, I'm actually on my next episode. (laughs) I'm going to talk about uh, how I became... um, I became Atlanta's comedian of the year. But so I'm going to dedicate this episode right now to um, my brother, my friend, my mentor, uh, just one of the greatest human beings I've ever met, uh, Gregory Wright. I don't know where you are right now, but I love you, man. And um, rest in peace, man. And I uh, I know you're watching over us and um, you a pack. <laughs> I know the, <laughs> the listeners don't know what that means, but you know what it means. And I love you, bro. And if I never told you before, I thank you for everything you've ever done. My name is Benny Pitts. And remember this, uh, black don't crack unless you smoke crack. I'm out. Thank you for listening.